0: Hey everybody! Welcome to a brand new session of Breakthrough Academy. I'm here with Josh Doby.
1: Hello, everyone! Great to be here, Pastor Peter. We had a, a two-week break um, from our last uh, topic, and we're now starting a new one today. So I'm I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, it's because we're starting a brand new topic today: uh, covenant, Bible covenant. Um, it's one of the great topics of the Bible. And um, I, in fact I've had this on my heart for you know months even before we started the last topic it was like when do we, Lord when can I share this topic?
1: Uh, I've been a part of this church and also I've traveled with Pastor Peter um, so I, I've been fortunate to hear a, a few messages now uh, when he's spoken about covenant and every time he has it has just been so amazing, so wonderful I've so thoroughly enjoyed it so saying that, I'm even more excited that we're now taking the time uh, in in these in this space in Breakthrough Academy to go further with that because um, I've I've really loved those messages. They're on the Breakthrough website. I recommend everybody go and watch them. Um, there was one where we went to Kaiabram. Oh no, Shine Church, Church. in Kaiabram. He he spoke a message um, about covenant there, and he's also done a series uh, here at Breakthrough and. All of it is just amazing, and um, and I love it. So I'm really excited for what we're going to go further in this uh, yeah. today, and and as we go.
0: Exactly, and and the 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 joy of being able to do this in Breakthrough Academy. The difference between when I'm preaching and sharing is that we can actually take time. We can go into why I make a statement sometimes. Yeah. Explore how that came to be, and the um the the um where where the 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 foundations for those statements come from, and um, I think that's always really powerful. That's the that's really the power of Breakthrough Academy is the fact that we can go into this in a, at a a real foundational level, and um, we can enjoy taking time. You know, sometimes that with a sermon, you just got to you got to move through. You got to you got to be on to the next topic, and, and yeah. you got to do the sound bites and all the rest. Got to go to lunch. You got go to go lunch. We've got to lunch. So we can take not just this session, but we can take multiple sessions and work through covenant because it's such a rich and deep um, topic. And, and as I shared at the very end of, the, of um, the last session, when we talked from Psalms, how when God wants to talk to us in the secret place, he talks covenant talk. Hmm. He talks in, in, in context of covenant. Yep. And um, so it's really powerful that we can um, take time to, to talk about the topic that God is the context of what God talks about.
1: Yeah. Excellent.
0: So let's dive right in and um, and it, it let you know that if at any time, obviously we can we, we're online, people can join us. You can watch it later, but you can also come in live. We set ourselves up. We moved studios. I feel we moved we're out now, of Studio Boo. We're,
1: ne- we're now in the the main auditorium. But you are always welcome to uh, turn up. And if you were to walk in and you you see us here, you don't have to tiptoe around. We'll. I'll call out to you. You say, "Yeah, come, come sit down, come yeah. be a part you, of it." You don't
0: have to sit here. You don't have to be in front of the camera. Don't have to
1: be in front of the camera. Um, that's totally fine. But I, we, and we would love to have more people here. Like we know, we have a great time just us and and you guys online. But if you'd ever like to be here, we'd just absolutely love it. It'd be yeah. awesome. So um, let's
0: dive in and go to the Word of God regarding covenant, but. It, <laughs> Covenant's one of those words, like there's a there's a number of Bible words that they have, they, they become almost mystical, they become yeah. like special words, because we're introduced to them only through the Bible, it's only because we, we see them in the Bible, so we sort of see them as Bible words, and only in
1: um, Bible situations. Some people might even think that it's not even an English word, Yeah. I mean I know it is, but you know... You, yeah, well, that's a, that's a good point. You know, some
0: people might think, oh, this is this is like a, a Greek word or a Hebrew word, or yeah. you know, it's a special Bible word because especially if people come in from um, outside the church and um, they might hear this. This might be the only time they're hearing the word covenant, but it is a word that is part of um, of what we um, part of the English language. But it's probably not used in everyday sense. But it's used in in some areas, like if you work in in law. So if you're a lawyer. Um, working with covenants is, is yeah. something that you would be very familiar with, um, and in, especially in real estate, there's yep. covenants in real estate, um, restrictions and rules and legal covenants. Um, and uh, then a marriage covenant. A marriage covenant. Yeah. So the marriage is a covenant, but again, I don't think people would ever use yeah. that sort of language um, unless you come to a church where people understand and and, and, and are taught these things, and they'll say. Um, Today, this two, these couple are entering into a covenant. And they might be like, well, what, what does that mean? So, again, it might be like a foreign, it's like a foreign concept. Yeah. Okay, that's what, it's it's like a concept that's from another culture and another world, and it's more, and it's just sort of seen as a Bible thing. But covenants actually aren't just a God Bible thing. They were, they're a part of life, and they're probably a lot more part of life than you realize that you're actually living and moving in covenants. Like Josh said, a marriage covenant, everybody who's married is very, um, familiar with the covenant because you're in one, mm-hmm. and you say, "Well, I don't, even, I, I don't even know what that means, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and I'm not sure what, how that works." Um, so let's just start with something from the Bible, Genesis 31. Oh, um, Genesis 31, and um, this is the story of, of Jacob and um, his father-in-law Laban. Um, and he's running away from Laban because he's um, and let's read from verse 40, uh, 43 then Laban answered and said to Jacob the daughters are my daughters and the children are my children the flocks are my flocks and all that you can see is mine but what can I do this day to these my daughters or to the children whom they have born in other words how do I keep connected Joshua you know with uh, Jacob with these mm. with these children um, and he says so come so now come. Let us make a covenant, you and I, and let it be a witness between you and me. And then Jacob took a stone and set it up as a pillar. Um, And Jacob said to his kinsmen, gather stones. So they took stones and made heap, and they ate there by the heap. Um, Now Laban called it Jigar Sahadruthah, but Jacob called it Galid. And Laban said, This heap is a witness between you and me this day. Therefore it was named Galid and Mizpah, for he said, May the Lord watch between you and me when we are absent from one another. If you mistreat my daughters, or if you take wives beside my daughters, although no man is with us, see, God is witness between you and me. Um, and Laban said to Jacob, Behold this heap, and behold the pillar which I have set between you and me. This heap is a witness. So you sort of get a feeling that they entered into this sort of solemn uh, agreement, yeah. and it's called here, So let us make a covenant. So... Um, as you would understand from the, the what we've studied with our, with our Bible um, translations and everything from our previous Bible study course, if we go now, just have a quick look. What do other translations do with this? Because, okay, if you say, let's make a covenant, one of the, one of the things that you're trying to do in doing a Bible translation is taking the meaning in one language and bringing it to another. Yeah. So even though there's a, a genuine word that matches... If the person who's reading it doesn't know what that word is, is it a good translation? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's like there's a perfect English word. Yeah, but if the person who's reading it doesn't know the English word,
1: it's of no value. It's of, of no, no value. Of no
0: use. So you've got this. You've got a, a choice here. You've got to say, listen, you've got to. If when you see this, you've got to go to a dictionary, and you've got to. You've got to learn. You've got. To, you've got to. Um. You've got to go to that dictionary and and and, and explore what it is or. I will help you out, and I rather than put the word covenant, I will try and give the meaning in words that you do understand. So let's just have a look at how some of the other translations have done this. Um, so the New English translation, um, which I've got a lot of time for, says, so now, so now come, let's make a formal agreement, you and I, and it'll be proof that we've made peace. A formal agreement, not a covenant, a formal agreement.
1: Uh, that's pretty self-explanatory.
0: Yeah. So whereas most of the other translations have just got uh, covenant, except if you go to some of the more freer translations, the Living Bible, let's make, let's sign a peace
1: pact. Well, okay. e- even though like, like we don't know what that is, but like, sorry, we don't use that word, yeah. but like a, a pact, uh, I think a lot of people, even more so than covenant might. Yeah, you know, I, th- I, I, th- I think in wartime, yeah, peace pacts I, I would understand a pact. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know, if, if you sort of, you know, let's make a peace pact, we'll give ourselves two months when there's no fighting and stuff like yeah. that. Um, New Living Translation. So you can see, I always, like, like I said, Living Bible and the New Living because they took the Living Bible and then they ran it through all the process. What are we going to keep? What are we not going to keep? And here, let's make a covenant. They just basic, New Living Translation said, we're just going to use the word covenant.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, it's, it's what's wrong with peace pact and why do they have to go covenant? We can explore that a little bit later. Uh, Message Bible. So let's settle things between us. Make a covenant. Message Bible fits the good news. Let's make an agreement. Mm. Um, so, uh, let's see what the amplified says. so let's let's make a covenant or league, you and I. A league. I, I reckon that's a terrible English word. that doesn't make any sense to me anyway.
1: Are we, are we starting a um,
0: a group? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. let's make a covenant or league. And it's like, oh, let's... You know, I think the Amplified's done a terrible... Job. If they're going to go for an English word, that's probably the worst English word because it doesn't they've, mean they've anything. They've always
1: just put everything in there just yeah. to cover all their bases. So they've, um, they've added league.
0: Yeah, they've added league. Agreement, agreement, covenant, um, covenant, cut co- covenant. Um, so, yeah, so let's make a formal agreement. It's sort of like not even agreement. Like, let's... You know, because we can have an agreement. Mm. At, we'll meet at the shops yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. That's
1: not a, you know, that's not, we're not going to sign, we're not going to cut. You could, <laughs> if, if you were not to turn up, we, we wouldn't be like, find them, where yeah, are they? Call yeah. them up right now. Yeah, let's get the
0: police. They haven't, they haven't, they haven't done their part of the agreement. Yeah. Um, but it, it shows what I'm wanting to see, first of all, is that this was a common thing between two men. Okay this is yeah. now God was involved because they said let's do it as a witness between you know with God yeah. but it was not a covenant in terms this was something they did mm-hmm. and you can go through the bible and find that that it's it, there was covenants between man and God and but also covenants between men covenants between nations These, this was a common thing that they had this understanding so let's um well, we've got some people joining we've us. We've got
1: some people. C- welcome, come right in. I see, I see, Kyra.
0: Yeah, She's got bubbies um, well, there too. So,
1: welcome, guys. Take, take a seat we've got,
0: we've, I've actually got some seats here. We've
1: got some seats right here. Where's, where's Levi? Let's see if he can sit for the whole time.
0: Yeah. We've got some children in here. We're very actually. I can I tell you this, Josh. Actually, with the parents' room is set up. If people want to come in and watch the parents' room, if we've we can turn the monitor on and the speakers. You can actually sit in the parents' room. Yes. Um, see us through the window, but you'll also have the big screen and the um, the speaker. So you can, if you've got young children and you want to, you know, come and sit in here, um, we've actually got the parents' room set up so you can be still see the um, absolutely see the screen and be a part of it. How,
1: how exciting! Well, welcome, guys. Again, glad that you could be in here today. So we are talking about
0: um, how covenant is not a um, it's not this special concept to us of some biblical thing. It's a, a normal concept to them. Yeah. It's something that they understood. But to us it's become a bit bigger than this. Our Bible is um, divided into two covenants. Mm-hmm. Okay? We say, no, it's not. It's Old Testament and New Testament. Um, they
1: didn't use that word in the script. They didn't
0: use that word testament. Is isn't it funny that the 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 probably the <laughs> The Bible could have been called the Old Covenant, the New Covenant. They chose Old Testament, New Testament. I'm, I'm going to guess it goes back to Latin words yeah. and um, how Latin is understood. Um, and it's probably connected to something that you um, might have already set up, but you're a young man, probably you might not have, your last will. Do you remember? It, it says, have you ever heard it spoken on, you know, on TV and stuff? We're going to read the last will and testament. The last will and testament. Um, is connected to this word, mm. Old Testament, New Testament, and um, so that's probably where it came from. Is that concept of a, a binding agreement of two people, um, and, and we'll get into that a little bit later about how that all came about. But um, for now, I just understand that our Bible is divided into two main parts: Old and New Covenants. Mm-hmm. And um, so some people say, oh, okay, there was two covenants in the Bible." Well. There's actually multiple covenants in the
1: Bible. Just a few more.
0: Yeah, and like I said, some between God and man, mm-hmm. but some a lot between men and nations and mm-hmm. peoples. Um, in fact, see if I can find it in the book of Ephesians for us. Um, in verse 12, Ephesians 2.12, let's go there. Says, remember that you're at that time separate from Christ, excluded from the Commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise. All right. So this is talking about the Old Testament people,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he talks about covenants of promise, not the covenant of promise, but mm-hmm. plural. Mm-hmm. So he talks. Paul here is talking about the the um, what it's like to uh, be in the Old Testament. Is there's multiple covenants that God had with different people. There's mm. covenants he made with Noah. There's covenants yep. with David. And there's the old covenant that we know is when we talk about covenant, the old covenant, the one specifically brought in by Moses mm. for the people of Israel. Yes. But there's multiple covenants even that God talks about. Yeah. So we, when we when we look at what happens here, um, we have to sort of get our head around, okay, I sort of know Old Testament, Old Covenant, New Covenant. And I think, well, there's two of them. No, there's multiple and so what I'm going to do, first of all, um, I'm going to unpack and try and make it not such a, um, a mysterious word. Mm. All right? I'm going to try mm. and make it not be like a Bible. Ooh, I think that's a good word. idea. Yeah. I'm going to try and... Um, bec- when I was a teenager, I read a book on the um, covenant, and it was referred to as the blood covenant. Mm. So again, ooh, blood covenant. That makes it even more mysterious, because you know, it's not just a covenant, it's a blood covenant. And you know there's reasons for that. And... Um, but then I understood it in terms of it was described as a, a very elaborate um, ceremony where, where there'd be, I'd exchange coats, I'd exchange a belt, yeah. um, we would cut animals. And it was, to, uh, the, the covenant to me was an elaborate ceremony and it had amazing sort of promises connected with it. But it was to me this, this amazing ceremony that they had. Um, and like we just read with Jacob and Lath. Uh, Lathan, uh, Laban, sorry, Jacob Laban. and Laban. Um, it, there was an elaborate ceremony. There were yeah. stones piled up, and there was yeah. words spoken. There was a ceremony around it. And so, I, 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 my understanding was that covenant was a ceremony. But that would be like saying that marriage is a ceremony. You know, <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. It involves a ceremony.
1: It has a ceremony. It has, but a, it is so much more.
0: Yeah, the ceremony gets the thing underway. Yes. The ceremony has lots of um, elements to it which affect the rest of the, the life. Yes. Do you know what I mean? The words that are spoken, the um, the things that are do the you know. There's a ring that's exchanged. Mm. There's a vows that are made. There's a who gives this bride, and you know all sorts of stuff happens in mm. the ceremony. But no one would say that marriage is a ceremony mm. because it's way more than that. Yes. It's way big. It's a life. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. It goes. But what happens in the ceremony is a picture. But it, it, it isn't the, it isn't the it isn't the marriage itself it just shows you what what um, it's based on. And so my understanding was it was all wrapped around this ceremony and I couldn't get my head around it so um, I just want us to unpack first of all, take it from being a um, ooh mysterious thing mm. understand what a covenant is and then, begin to look at the covenant that God has established with us yep. and then we look at the the multiple covenants but especially the Old Testament covenant and then we look at the new covenant which is the covenant we're living in mm. and understand how that came about and how that affects us today mm. so first of all um, covenants are not new and covenants are necessary um, they've been right through um, all of um, since man's been on the earth I, there's no it's not a, not a definite thing um, that says that God had a covenant with Adam, but people often talk about the Adamic covenant. Yeah. But there is a reference in the, um, in the Old Testament to God made a covenant with Adam. But the problem is that the word Adam also means man. Hmm. Yeah. All right? so, so was he saying God made a covenant with the, the men, the people of Israel, or was he referring to the person of Adam? Adam? Yeah. Doesn't doesn't really matter because my understanding is every time God dealt with a group of people, he would do it through covenant. Yes. So you just have to realize that whenever God is dealing with people, He sets up a covenant. Now, through through the nation, uh, through the world, um, nations have set up covenants. They've done things called suzerainties, um, and 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 that's a, a, um, talking about a, a nation that would, like Assyria, would take over a smaller nation, and mm-hmm. they would put an agreement in place. Now, mm. agreement is a, a loose word because it's a, it's it's pretty strong. And um, it's called a suzerainty. A suzerainty talks about a ruler and a a, a lower state or a lower country, and they would have obligations. But that's a form of covenant, a form of relationship. Mm. So, let me give you an example um, that we've just over the last um, last month here in um, Australia been celebrating as part of the fact that we're part of a Commonwealth. That the king, a new king, has been crowned in England. Yes, king. Charles the second. Boy, that tells I haven't paid enough attention. King Charles has been. I I, I, I,
1: I wouldn't even try and guess. That's, yeah. That's,
0: that's so we have a new king in England, and um, so obviously everything you know, we, that hasn't changed our relationship with England because we've got agreements, and everything in place. Do we still get our public holiday yeah. for well, the king's birthday? I have noticed. I have noticed that there's a a, a, fa- um, a a Big football match that I follow. My team is Collingwood, and they have a football match against another team called Melbourne on what used to be the Queen's birthday long weekend every year. And they're talking about the King's birthday Collingwood Melbourne match. And I'm like, they've, they've changed it already. So it doesn't.
1: As long as I get the day off, I'll be
0: okay. So I'm gathering, I don't think it had anything to do with actually their actual birthday. It's just the day we celebrate it. So uh, it's still the same. The
1: appointed time. The appointed time. And and, and, as, and
0: and as good Aussies do, we just make it on a Monday, no matter what, so that we get a long weekend. All right. So we um we have a long weekend for King Charles now. Now, let's say King Charles he comes into, you know, he's the coronation. He's been crowned king, and he's back at the palace, and he's saying, "What do I do now?" And he looks, and he's got a letter, you know, because as he does, he's probably just reading the letters and the things. People, and not even an email. This is a handwritten letter. And it's come to him, and it's from someone who says, Oh, I am from the African country state called, you know, ABCD. The ABCD, it's a brand new little country we've formed. Yeah. And I'm right in the heart of Africa, ABCD. And he said, We would love you to come down and visit us and be a part of our celebrations. And so he just
1: goes right over, doesn't he?
0: Well, yeah. So what What does the King Charles do? Oh, I've got this amazing invitation. I will head off. There is no way he would just get in the plane and go. Yes. Um, why would he not just get in the plane and go? First of all, you know, there's visas and all the other things. But I'm sorting that. But
1: this is a new country. He'd, he'd wonder what is, not my, but what is our relationship with this new country? Okay. Do, a, yeah.
0: What is Britain and ABCDs? Relationship. Yes. All right. And are we a friendly nation? And you know, do we have?
1: Because that that
0: that will be important. <laughs> yeah. So you know, we, are, am I, am I welcome there? Uh, is, you know, is it dangerous to vi- visit there? And also, then, how has that relationship been formalized? Because not only do you have sort of a are they, we're happy towards you, you formalize that mm. with the signing of agreements mm-hmm. and and treaties mm-hmm. and trade. Um, agreements and how we're going to deal with trade and how we we're a part of this group and this group is already um, you know ABCD. So C, we're we're part of this group of African nations. This group of African nations is in in alliance mm. with Britain and these other nations. So we are we are allies. Yes. So it's like, okay. Oh, so you know we 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 know that phrase allies. Allies are people that are in a, a formal sort of agreement, and um, so. Before King Charles would ever think of visiting, mm. he'd say, what are the agreements? What yeah. is our treaties? What is... He would go to the ambassador, um, and he would say, what, what, what's in place? He would say, do we have an embassy yes. in Britain? Yes. Do we have legal representation there? Are we recognized there? Um, do they recognize us? Do they support us? And when that, after all that is settled, then he can go and mm. visit. But he would not visit until... All those things were in place.
1: Yeah, that's right. Because th- those things are important because uh, you think you know he has all his guards, he has all you know the country, um, all these things un- under him. But if he went here and he didn't have those things in place, he he wouldn't be safe. <laughs> exactly. That, I don't think he could walk like a king or feel like a king, you know, without these things in place. Now the the, the key here is he knows
0: he knows what life's going to be like. Here, when I wake up in the morning, I'm gonna, you know, I'm, I'm safe. I, I have a, an environment here that's fine. Yeah. But if I go there, what is life going to be like? Okay. The covenants give you the certainty and the and the and the um the the confidence. Yes. Of what will happen when I step off the plane
1: and walk into that country, you'll know. You'll know their part and how they'll act. Or react. Yeah. what they will do. That's exactly <laughs> he, he right. Will, he will have a knowledge and a, an understanding, um, and a confidence yes. in that. Now, so the um, so
0: that, you know the, now the second part of that is people say, oh, but that doesn't stop the other nation, you know, doing the dirty and throwing a coup and mm. and capturing him. We'll just get to that in a minute. This is, but first of all, in terms of how it's, it, it, we have this so that there is a confidence there that he can step into mm. this and do this. And um, so he goes there with a confidence of how to be treated. Now, when we say, yeah, but we don't have 100% confidence. Do you know what I mean? We, so that's mm. why we put things in place to try and build that confidence. Yeah. So what do we do to um, ensure that people will follow the rules, that they will do what they say, is that there's repercussions for nations that break those covenant right. treaties and rules. So we say, if you break this rule, we will invade you <laughs> fair enough <laughs> well, not only us, all our allies, yeah, so we, you have nations right next to you that are allies with us mm. and even though they're not part of the um, they're not part of the um, of the dispute, because you've caused problems with us mm. and they're allies with us, they're now part of the, 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 the they have to also become part yeah. of the solution so you're not only picking a fight with Prince Charles. There's now
1: more uh, nations yeah. involved. Yeah, you're picking
0: a fight with the whole of Britain and with all Britain's allies. Mm. And um, so that is designed to sort of make you think, well, I don't think it's worth breaking the uh, rules. It wouldn't be smart to break this. We, we,
1: we'll, we'll be a part of it. We'll play along. We'll do our part. Yes,
0: if we make this agreement that there is... Um, there's, um, Disadvantages, serious disadvantages, with breaking that. Mm. But there are also great advantages yeah. in keeping to it. Trade mm. and benefit of uh, workers and, and tourists. Yeah, British tourists will happily come to our nation because we've got this mm. agreement. And our, our our nation will be we can send you know we might have an education uh, alliance. That means that oh, we can send people to British universities, and they can they can be a part of that because yeah. we've got this agreement. And so it benefits us. So it's not only the fact that we would be punished, but there are great benefits for us staying mm. knit together with this. Um, There's a great. So yeah. that's a covenant. That's and, and it's probably we, we use other words for it. We use you know the words of like a treaty or a agreement, um, an alliance, um, a pact. Pounds, you know you know all, all you know these. But essentially, what that is is a covenant. Mm. A covenant is. Established agreement of how two parties will behave, how they'll act, and w- how they act towards each, each other. other, and and what are the consequences and bless and and benefits mm. of staying true to that that um, agreement. But the the essential first part is confidence, and I want us to look at a story from um, from Genesis um, chapter fifteen. So let's go to Genesis 15 and um, God, we know of Abraham or as he's known here still as Abraham, his Mm -hmm. his earlier name. Um, Abraham had a vision Said, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, do not fear, Abraham, I'm a shield to you. Your reward shall be very great. And um, he says, yeah, that's all great, Lord, but I don't have any kids. You're talking about an inheritance. I don't have children. Um, And he said, well, no, no, I'm not talking about someone in your household. I'm talking about having a child. Verse 15, and he took him outside and said, now, if you look toward the heavens and count the stars, if you're able to count them, and he said to them, so shall your descendants be. And he's not talking about just out of his household, but out of him. Now, he and Sarah, his wife, could not have children. So this was God's speaking miracle. This is going to be a miracle Mm. because they cannot have children. This is why when God is promising him an inheritance, he's saying, well, uh, are we talking about um, Eliezer of Damascus? You know, this guy here, Eliezer of Damascus, who was a member of his household. And because he and his wife are childless, the heir is Eliezer," he said. Mm. "So are you talking about him?" And the Lord said, "No, I'm talking about you and Sarai mm. Are going to have a child." And, um, and, and and this was them in their old age, so it was. Yeah, well, at this stage, he's um in his mid seventies, or yeah, um, or so you know, coming he, along. Yeah. They they they're, they're, but they've they're childless. They can and they can, and it's not like they've chosen not to have children. They cannot. They've mm. tried for their, all their time. They cannot do. And um, so Abraham did something really amazing. It says Abraham believed in the Lord. And he, God, and then God reckoned it to him, or counted it to him as righteousness. There was an exchange made. Of Abraham, put his trust in God, mm. and what he said, yeah. and God put that to him and said, "Now you are have a righteousness which is, doesn't belong to you, but now is yours." Mm. It's amazing because, and we will see that in the new covenant um, coming up. And he said. Um, so he said, I'm the Lord who brought you out of the Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess it. So not only ch- children, but now he's talking about a possession of the land. Yeah. And look at what Abraham says. He says, oh, Lord God, how may I know that I shall possess this land? How can I have confidence?
2: Mm.
0: So God just told him something. He said, yeah. you're going to have this land. And he's looked back at God and said, well, how can I be sure? Mm. All right, Um, That's a, I I don't know, you know, I feel a spirit of slap coming on God, you know. (laughs) I've just told you. (laughs) I've just told you. And it's funny enough, he just said, Well, I believe you. But when he says, I'm going to get this land, he said, yeah, but how can I know? How can I know? Mm. Okay, so how does God answer this question to someone who comes to him and says, how can I know that what you've said is what's going to happen? And so verse 9, God said to him, bring me a three-year-old heifer, you know, small calf sort of thing, Mm. three-year-old female goat, three-year-old ram and a turtle dove and a young pigeon <laughs> uh, excuse me god have you heard the question <laughs> the question is how shall i know that i possess it how is this
1: related <laughs> and god
0: says bring all these animals yes okay if i set if i set up a petting zoo <laughs> i will know <laughs> it's sort of the the answer and the question it just seem to be too, too have i missed have i missed the chapter <laughs>
1: If, if it started with that and then you went away and you came back and there's now a petting zoo, yeah. it's like, all right, I don't quite see what's going on or how it's happening, but okay, God. Now, the interesting thing is without
0: instruction here, Abraham knows what to do, yes. okay? He knows why he's asking these animals. So this was very familiar to him. Yes. So this, this concept of what God was saying was not like, oh, what does this all mean? It's like, oh, yeah, I get it. I know what he's, I know what God's talking about. I understand that why my question of how can I know and what, you know and um, how can I be sure yes. that God's to bring animals because he brings these animals to him and Abraham cuts them in two mm. and he laid each half opposite the other and um, but he did not cut the birds um, what, what is he what are we doing here why, why, um, and when we say we cut in two we are talking about split down the, the nose, backbone, into two halves, like a little... A left side and a right side. Yeah, good way of putting it, not a top and a bottom. Yeah, Left and right,
1: split right down the middle. Right down the spine.
0: And and, um, let me just show you something from Jeremiah 34. This is God. Jeremiah 34, verse 18. Um, God is talking about the men who have transgressed the covenant that he had with them. Mm. And he said, I will give the men who have transgressed my covenant, have not fulfilled the words of the covenant which they made before me, when they cut the calf in two and be passed between its parts. So he said, when you, um, when you made covenant with me, you cut a calf and you put it there and it says, and you passed between its parts. You mm. walked between these two parts. And, um, and the officials of Judah and the officials of Jerusalem, the court of the officers and the priests and all the people of the land who passed between the parts of the calf. So they, all the people, we, we, we're making this ceremony, mm. and I will give them into the And he says, I will give them into the hand of their enemies and in the hand of those who seek their life. And their dead bodies shall be for food, for the birds of the sky and the beasts of the earth. So it's not very pleasant, mm. but basically what it's saying is the, the, the cutting of animals was representational of what would happen if you didn't follow through on the if, covenant. If they broke the covenant. Yeah, this is the same. And, um, and they, they made vows based on these animals. And God said, you made those vows and now you've broken them. Mm. And so now you've basically said we, we, we've
1: forfeited our life. Um, um, there, in, that, in that message um, that's on the website... When we were at Shine Church, and you, yeah. I remember you speaking about this, um, that there was a time um, when the Israelites, Joshua and the Israelites, they made a covenant. Or they were, I think they were tricked by—is yeah. it the Gibeonites? Yeah, I, I think that that was what they were called, and they were tricked by them. They were actually their neighbours, but they acted like they came from afar. Yeah, and so like, and they they didn't ask the Lord, and they made a covenant with them. Yes, and then they found out that they were neighbours. Later on, they get attacked, and because they're now covenant partners. They have to go and defend them, but because
0: an agreement. With yeah,
1: and, and this is a point that you made that I remember in that message that it was 400 years later. I think. Yeah. Um, Saul actually um, wiped those people out. The Gibeonites. Yeah. And um, so this is 400 years later when probably nobody even remembers the covenant, but then there was a famine in the land for three years, and like David was was asking the Lord why. And it's like, well, there is blood on the household of Saul. Saul. So this is like, this is how God is treating covenants. That even, uh, you know, w- like with Abraham, he, even when his life in the natural on earth passed, he's still honoring the covenant of Abraham. Yeah. So just like there was that, um, there was the blood on Saul's um, household. Yeah. It's a, It's no longer natural, but the covenant was still being, um, upheld by by God, it's a very serious thing yes. that has long-standing consequences.
0: Yes, that the, the 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 death of animals and sacrifices is is representative of how serious it is, and the fact that that you've got to die to your own um, will and your own ways. Yeah, because of this. So let's go back and we'll, we'll cover that. That's a you know great uh, memory of the 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 Gibeonites. It was really important for them. Um, so let's look at um at how it affected Abraham because he, so the birds of prey came down on the, he's got these animals laid out and Abraham drove them away. Now when the sun was going down and this is like, is this like the weirdest story in one sense. You're like, hey, Abraham, what remember what the question was that Abraham asked? How can I know? How can I know? <laughs> how can I know? And then he's like, give me the animals, cut them apart. Oh, these birds of prey are trying to get them. I've got to get, get rid of the birds of prey. It gets dark. Do you know what I mean? A, a, a great darkness. Abraham falls into a deep sleep. Mm. There's the inference. There is it's like a supernatural yeah. sleep. It's not like a, I, I'm, I'm tired, but it's just like he didn't just go to sleep. He's, he's been put he out, was
1: put to sleep. Yeah, put to sleep.
0: He say it goes dark. Abraham's put to sleep, and God said, God speaks to Abraham. So in in his sleep, he sees a vision of it. He sees God, and he says, "Know for certain that your descendants." Know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, or they'll be enslaved and oppressed for 400 years. So God begins to speak and he says, you know what? You're not only getting the land, I'm going to tell you how it's going to happen. And you're going to be in Egypt mm. for 400 years. God prophesied this. But I'll also judge that nation whom they will serve. And afterwards they will come out with many possessions. You know, the, the fact that the children of Israel came out with all the, the plunder of Egypt yeah. was a part of the fact that... um. God had prophesied it. This was all part of the
1: plan. It had been prophesied, yeah.
0: And as for you, you shall go. And and like you said, this is 400 years later, but this covenant that God had established was still in effect. Mm. All right? It was still in effect that was causing the Egyptians to give their money to the Israelites Mm. because this covenant had been established. Yes. So what God was doing here, even though it was 400 years, they, they didn't know, but that was a part of what God had promised and declared as part of this covenant. And it says, then in the fourth generation, I shall return here, which is you know come back to the, the promised land. Mm-hmm. For the iniquity of the Amorite is not yet complete. And it came about when the sun had set that it was very dark, and behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a flaming torch which passed between these pieces. And on that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham. So he says, to your descendants, I have given this land from the land, the river of Egypt, as far as the great river, the river of Euphrates, and the Kenazite, and the Hittite, and the Perizzite, and the Rephaim, and the Amorite, and the Canaanite, and the Gergashite, and the Jebusite. All right, so he's... um, But he said in all that, he said, I've made a covenant with you. Yes. And... um, So there's there's some really things to unpack here. First of all, there was a ceremony that Abraham understood when he was told to get the animals... He knew what to do he with it. so he was familiar with the covenant ceremony. He knew what had to happen. He knew animals had to be um, sacrificed. He knew they had to be divided. Mm. He knew the blood had to be shed, but then stuff happened that didn't normally happen, mm. and then it was like he's put into a sleep. And even the fact that birds tried to come, yeah, it's a bit, you know, um, you know, but there's symbology there. He's got to be protected. We got to watch over. We got to. We'll go and look at this in in a second in Hebrews. Um, a whole lot of stuff's happening here. Um, the first thing that happens is Abraham's put to sleep. That's just weird because mm. covenants are normally the, the binding agreements between two parties. Two parties. Yeah. All right. Remember what we read with Jacob and Laban, um, and they would make vows, mm. and um, and they called that place Mizpah. You know, and it said God will watch over you um, even when we're not here. When yeah. I, when we depart. God's going to watch. And that's really what they're saying. That's why Laban wanted the covenant, because yeah. he said, I, I can't follow you, but I want to make sure you're treating my daughters right yes. and you're doing the right thing. Yep. So we are making a covenant and agreement, which means that now we, we've got God watching over. Mm. So even though I'll go back, I know God's watching you. Mizpah, God is watching over you. The funny thing is, and I don't know whether anyone who's watching um, has ever seen this, but it was something when I was growing up, You would, you'd, and I don't know, maybe they're still available, you could get little necklaces with the word Mizpah written on it, and it was broken in half. It was like it was a little, um, uh, um, and the two pieces would come and fit together, like mm. it was like a disc, and you know, with, with a jagged edge, and, that, and they'd yep. make it one. And I would, and if if if, if you had someone who was, you know, you you know, like your boyfriend or girlfriend or something like that, and they were going away, you would get them. Um, this you buy this package of, of the mispa, um necklaces, and I'd give you one, yes, and then I'd take one. And um, we, we would be, even though we're away, yeah. it's like God watches over us. Yes. You know what I mean? Even though we're apart, God is watching over us. And when we come together, our necklaces fit together. Now, it's a beautiful thing, you know, but effectively Laban did that because he did not trust Jacob. Mm. He, f- he thought Jacob was sneaky. He thought Jacob, Jacob was a, a, a wheeler-dealer. He was he can, couldn't trust Jacob, so he said... Well, he well, couldn't <laughs>
1: trust labor. <laughs> yeah, and he After couldn't... After the seven yeah, years... So,
0: yeah, so these are two men that can't trust each other. They can't other. trust each other. They can, so they make a covenant to say, well, let's make, make God watch over us. Yeah. So the whole point is of Mizpah is, I can't trust you, Yeah. but just let, you know, God's watching you. God's watching so you. So people who make that... um The higher authority. Yeah, the, so people who give the little necklace thing, yeah. <laughs> really what they're saying is, I don't trust you, but God... <laughs> <laughs> watches over you. Um, so I know that's not what they intend. Yeah. And they, they think it's a beautiful God's watching over us, but it's not it's it's in a in a sense of well keeping that. Yes. Um keeping him in to to the honest. Um, um anyway, so God has made a covenant with him, but it's two people. Mm. Normally two people connect. I make a vow to you, you make a vow to me, we work together. Yeah. Um something happened in this one where Abraham who is part of this covenant process is put to sleep. He doesn't get to walk. He protects it, but then he's put to sleep. Mm. And he sees in vision two things, two elements making covenant. Yes. And he's not one of them. No. And he sees one is the smoking oven and the other one is and and a flaming, flaming torch. torch. So he sees the smoking oven and the flaming torch. <laughs> so one's <just, laughs> is smoke and in and, and this oven that's, that's and this flame this this fire, mm. yeah and um it's like what what is all that about and um now it doesn't say, but based on on where the New Testament shows us and, and takes us, the understanding is that Jesus became the mediator of a new covenant, became yeah. the surety of a new covenant that he established a new covenant between God and himself, and he became um, the second Adam, the second man mm the one that was without sin, mm. he established that covenant with God. Mm. And then we, through Jesus, can enjoy that yes. covenant um, position. Yeah. So it's almost like a covenant's been made that man is taken out of.
1: Cause, yeah, because we, we would not <laughs> have been able to. <laughs> yeah, we can,
0: yeah, you can mess, hey man, this is really good, but you'll mess it up. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just put you to sleep. <laughs> I am going to establish a covenant between... And I'm going to actually do both parts myself. It's just mm-hmm. an amazing. Yeah, this is not what normally happens. This is very different to the normal covenant process. Yes, and um, and so um, it, it, that's that's where it, that. Um, but the whole purpose was so that you may know. Um, so on that day, Lord made a covenant. So at the start, it says um oh Lord how may I un- um Lord God how may I know that I shall possess how can I know and the answer is God cut Covenant
2: mm.
0: all right he made Covenant with um Abraham two things that happened first of all Abraham was taken out of the picture second it blood was shed mm. animals were cut and in fact, if we come down here and we look at this phrase, and God made, He said, on that on that day, the Lord made a covenant with Ab- um, um, with Abraham. I'll just come down here where we can have a look at those words in the Hebrew. Okay, um, the on that day, the Lord made a covenant. So let's just work. Look at the word for covenant. Um, It's a a feminine noun meaning covenant. Okay, it's it's berit. Berit. Um, Berit is the Hebrew word for covenant. Mm. Berit. Um, And please, I'm not a Hebrew scholar. Just trust me. (laughs) (laughs) But if you're talking to you, if you're talking to Hebrew-speaking rabbis and friends, please get the get them to pronounce it for you. (laughs) Berit. But berit. Um, A feminine, female. Feminine noun, so if not female, feminine noun meaning covenant, treaty, alliance, agreement. Mm. The word is used many times in the Old Testament. Its basic uses are outlined here. It describes covenants or agreements between and among human beings, between Abraham and the Amorites, Abraham and the Philistines, Jacob and Laban, etc. So there's some, some of the references I was talking to, mm-hmm. and we won't go through those, but you can just be, you know, you know, Genesis 14, 13. I'll read them out in case you ever want to go back. Stop here and you want to go and look at them. Genesis mm-hmm. 14, 13. Genesis 21, 27, Genesis 21, 32, Genesis 31, 44. You can see some of the human covenants that were Mm. established. The nations were said to have made a covenant against Israel. They they formed an alliance against Israel, Psalm 83, 5. It's used figuratively to depict a covenant with death, Mm. Isaiah 28, twice, or with the stones of the field. It denotes an alliance, ordinance, or agreement between persons. References to covenants between people include Abraham's military treaty with the Amorites, Genesis 14, 13, Jonathan and David's pledge of friendship. Mm. In 1 Samuel 18, 3, David's covenant with Abner, 2 Samuel 3, 12, the covenant of marriage. In Proverbs 2, 17, and also um, in Malachi, it refers to marriage as a covenant. Mm. Um, now, um, I'll come back to here. This word is used to describe God's making a covenant with humankind. It may be an alliance of friendship. The covenants made between God and humans define the basis of God's character in the Old Testament. Um, so, yeah, and, and the main one obviously is there. It's it's, it's a covenant that God has made with yeah. His people. Um, but it's interesting if I go back. It says, "On that day, the Lord God, the Lord made a covenant." I just want us to look at the word "made," um, a verb meaning to cut. So It doesn't mean it's not actually the word make, mm. like we would have a word for make. yeah it's actually the, the, the Hebrew word means to cut. So you don't actually literally you literally do not make a covenant. Mm. You literally cut, cut a, covenant. a covenant. yes. All right the, 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 the process of cutting animals and make and, and giving blood was so um, inbuilt to the, this people um, that it was it, the, the phrase they would use was to cut. So you didn't say I'm going to make a covenant. Mm. You'd say I'm going, to cut,
1: I'm going to cut a covenant.
0: But in the English language, it sounds a bit strange to say I'm going to go and cut a covenant. Um, so they they translated it to word make. Um, and a couple of times, you know, it, there's a few times in the um, in the Bible where it refers to making a covenant, and rather than talk about the covenant, they just talk about to cut. Yeah. You know, they sort of shorten it. You know, like, um, okay. So for instance, you might say to me. Um, do you want to make a covenant with, with me? Do you want to cut a covenant with me? So I say, well, let's cut. Yeah, let, let's cut, which means let's make yeah. a covenant. Yeah. But the word "cut" came to symbolize the actual making of the yes. covenant. Um, and, and so, the, you know, a few times you will see that in your Bible that it, it um, does that. Um, so, cutting a covenant. It, the cutting party is, is seen as is, is an essence of it. It's, mm. So these animals being split down the middle and divided, there was a shedding of blood. Um, covenants are very common even outside of Bible cultures and things like that. You mm. you, you you can find them throughout history. You can find them in um, North America with the Indians mm. when they would cut covenant. Without, they wouldn't call it cutting covenant. They would say ma- uh, making a blood brother, yeah. and they would cut. And they would mix mingle blood. Mm. Um, I've got. Um, I actually. I'll just see if I can find it here. i not going to play the game here with the internet. Um, I've. I've. Um, there, there's books by a person called Charles Stanley, who was a you know something of a um, a journalist, mm-hmm. journalist type person, and. Um, Dr. Livingston had gone into um, Africa um, and he'd been sort of gone off the radar. They couldn't find him.
1: Who who might Dr. Livingston be? Yeah, Dr. Livingston, I presume. Yes,
0: because <laughs> I,
1: I, I've heard you speak about this in a message and before that I had heard that phrase but I had no idea yeah. what that was. Yeah,
0: so it's like a famous phrase that, you know, Dr. Livingston, I presume. Yeah. not even sure that the phrase was ever used and it was probably if it was, it was probably not as nice as that. So, You're know, like, I am your father, Luke. You know. <laughs> these, these things get blown around. But um, uh, Star Wars reference there to anyone who's not sure. Um, but Dr. Livingston, so Charles Stanley goes through uh, Charles Stanley, Henry Stanley. Henry. Been, I think Charles Stanley was a preacher. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, Stanley goes through Africa looking and searching yeah. for him and he wrote and, and he was um, a, newspapers in America paid for him to do this, mm. and in and what he had to do was journal his um, his adventures his, in yeah. finding Doctor Livingstone, yeah. and he and he would you know write huge diaries, and then he'd send them back, and they would publish them. So then they became books. So it was, you know the late 1800s, you know he's, he's writing. You know we've got these journals mm. of his travels through Africa, and um, I, 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 I can't put it up on here, but I'll see if I can. Um, Um, Henry Stanley, I said Charles Stanley. Charles Stanley was a great preacher, just died recently. So apologies that I said he went through Africa. But um, <laughs> Henry Stanley. Um, and I, I just want to read a portion of what he did because time and time again, in order to move through the, these these areas of um, Africa, he cut covenant yeah. with the tribal chiefs. Mm. And by cutting covenant, he became their brother, mm. and that gave him protection and mm. care. So the people that would um, then give him safe passage, yes. and so he would get into agreement with them. Um, and so he, he, he said... Um, Um, so let me just read this to you. Um, so Itsi, the king of Numptama, with several of his elders and a showy escort, came to meet Stanley, and there was a friendly greeting on both sides. Then they broached the subject of blood brotherhood. Were we willing? We were willing, says Stanley, but they wished to defer the ceremony till after the, they had first shown their friendly feelings to us. Thereupon gifts were exchanged. The king indicated his preference for a big goat of Stanley's. So Stanley's got a goat, and he's like, wouldn't mind your goat. Um, he Apparently, Stanley, I think, had taken the goat because um, the milk of the goat yeah. would help with allergies and things. Goat. Yeah. Stanley really needed that goat. <laughs> um, then came the covenant rite. The treaty with Itzi, says Stanley, was exceedingly ceremonious, it involved the exchange of charms. Itzi transferred to me for my protection through life a small gourd full of a curious powder, which had a rather saline taste, so he always tasted it, and delivered over to him as the white man's charm against all evil a half-ounce vial of magnesia. <laughs> a further a small scratch in Frank's arm and another in Itzi's arm supplied blood sufficient to unite us as one so they cut each other yeah. and they mixed the blood um, and by individual bond of fraternity four years after this experience of blood covenant by proxy with young Itzi Stanley found himself again at Natomo or across river from it this time in the interest of the international associate of the Congo being short of food he had sent out a party of foragers and was waiting their return with interest during the absence of the of the food hunters, he says, we heard the drums and a tamo, and we followed with interested eyes the departure of two large canoes from the landing place. They were sent to place opposite, and their final crossing over towards us. And then we knew that um, they'd come to visit us, and and I recognized itsy who he'd made blood covenant mm. with. Um, that was in 1877, he'd made blood covenant. Um, during the four years that elapsed, he'd become a great man. Mm. So this small tribal chief had become a huge tribal chief. Yeah. And he was well built. He was amazing and done great. Um, but because of that, um, the, but the tie of the blood covenant was the strongest bond. So he now had a connection with this great yeah. chief in that area. Um, and um, so, so um, I was trying to find if there's a. He said, "No, we we are one." So there's lots of. He, he talks all about the. Um, you know the different things that happen mm. um and he did that over and over and over again is this cutting of blood covenant with them and um and that they would have vows they would have ceremony they'd have exchange of gifts so very similar to um like what happened often in Hebrew but obviously with different gods or different understandings yeah. so it's not 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 like a god thing it was yeah. just a part of their culture mm. um but these people understood um and Covenant was what enabled them to um, um, to to travel
1: mm. and to move
0: from one group to the other because safe passage, yeah, because <laughs> they, they were in connection, they were in, bl- in blood brotherhood. And he he learned very early on this was the way to get the safe this passage. You, this through. is how you do it. This is how you do it. Um, um, I was just seeing if there's I have a um, Oh, here's, here's a re- okay. Um, the perform- the ceremony blood brotherhood between Marambo and myself, and this was another time, mm-hmm. another chief, having caused us to sit fronting each other on a straw carpet, he made an incision mm-hmm. in each of our right legs, from which he extracted blood, and into changing it he exclaimed aloud, If either of you break this brotherhood now established between you, may the lion devour him. The serpent poison him, mm. bitterness be in his food. His friends desert him. His gun burst in his hands and wound him. And everything that is bad do wrong to him until death. <laughs> so basically, they said, <laughs>
1: "That's pretty serious." Yeah,
0: they called down a curse. Yeah, terrible curse upon them if they would break this covenant. Mm. So this was. This is not just. This is not a Bible concept. This yeah. is like. But today we've sort of lost that sense. Mm. We've come. We, we've refined ourselves. We mm. don't go. Um, if you go now to do a large business agreement, you're not cutting no. blood and yeah, mixing just blood.
1: No, putting a signature or something. Yeah.
0: We we make an agreement, we put it into a contract, yeah. and we sign it, and that signature represents my responsibilities, your responsibilities. Yes. And if you break that, we can go to the, the law. Mm. Um, so let's look at one other aspect, a key aspect of of when you make these vows, like you... you um, how do we ensure that the co- the covenant is kept? How do we how do we make you know the, the, if we're going to have confidence in it? Yeah, it, it's based on um, two things. Either I can I can be confident in you that you'll keep it. Yeah, or I can be confident that I've put something in place that will be a, higher than a you. higher authority. or yeah. something like that. So when when I sign a contract, that's why when I sign a contract, we, we make it. Um, legally binding. A binding. yeah. So I can take you to court and sue you. Yes. And they can go and get your car and repossess it. Yeah. They can go and get your house and repossess it. And if you won't leave that car, they'll send the police there mm. and take it off you. Do you know what I mean? I don't have to do any of that. Yeah. Because I've appealed... We, we've done this before, a higher authority. Yes. And so I don't have to go there and wrestle you for your car keys. I don't have to go and fight you and say, no, give me the money in your bank. I don't have to do anything. I, I just... We take that to the courts and then the courts will enforce... Yeah. The, those agreements but ha- so two things that are involved I've either got my trust in you and my trust in, in a higher authority a higher authority us. or system so let's look at the book of Hebrews um, chapter 6 And we'll look at verse 13, and then we'll come back to... um, Well, let me just read verse 12 as a bit of a taste for this. This is a really key verse to us. um, That you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Um, Let me just put my preaching hat on for a sec here. In the book of Hebrews. The Hebrews is written to a group of people that were under intense pressure, to leave the new covenant and go back to old covenant ways. Mm. They were Hebrew Christians
2: mm-hmm.
0: who had embraced the new covenant but they were under intense pressure from society and from wherever else to give up and go back.
2: Mm.
0: That and it was like is it really worth mm. all the pressure to go to this new covenant? The old covenant was so, was so reliable for them. They, mm. they you know they, it's been passed on for generations. It didn't cause all the the um, persecution that we're getting it meant that you know that we could just live a, live a peaceable life and we're going back to that which was our fathers and our forefathers mm. had given to us yeah. there's a whole lot of reasons just, just go back yeah all right but the writer to the book of Hebrews and um, and, and I've come unto a I've come to a new understanding um, that it of where Hebrews came from and and, and it makes sense to me it's not not 100% proven. Um, and we can't guarantee because it doesn't say who wrote Hebrews, but I've read often where it says that Paul did not write Hebrews, Mm. and that's most probably true, but I misunderstood what that meant was that Paul did not actually write it down, but Paul Paul was actually the um, inspiration of it. Mm. It's most likely a sermon that Paul preached, and someone has written down his sermon and shared it with the Hebrew. Mm. So, it has not come directly from Paul. Mm. Paul is not writing his first person sermon, but it's come from his sermon yeah. and passed on. So we, we so Paul, there's this there's this sermon that's come from Paul, and they're saying and they're sending it to the people here. They're saying this is so that you might not be sluggish, and you might not give up, but you might imitate those like Abraham, who through faith and patience. Laid hold of the promises. Mm. Remember, there was a couple of things about what Abraham they had to do in order to see this covenant come to pass. First of all, he was put to sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay, we get that. We understand that Abraham had to be. Um, he couldn't. He couldn't be a part of the actual um, covenant process because the way it works is I make a vow to you what I'm going to keep, and you make a vow to me what you're going to keep. Yeah. Or from God's side, all good. But what about Abraham? Would could Abraham hundred percent keep the, his commitment? Could Abraham stay true to all that his covenant? You know, you look a little bit later, and he, and things are taking a little while. So he goes and has Ishmael. Yeah. He, uh, he, he, he blows his trust in God to sort of just make something happen himself. Yeah. Um. He's he's not he, he he under his frustration he can make he can fail. Mm. So God say I can't afford to make this covenant. That I'm making with Abraham yeah. because this is something that's going to lead into the new covenant, and so I I've got to do I've got to take Abraham out of the equation. Yeah, I've got to knock him out.
1: Makes it like effectively like with himself.
0: <laughs> with himself, yeah. I've got to, I've got to do this so I can be it, it can be reliable. And secondly, Abraham had to, but his job was to um, keep the keep the keep the birds off. Yeah. Um, and there's a point where, um. Through faith and patience, what's there's a part where we've got to hold on to this thing until it's done.
2: Mm. Now
0: we we're not I'm not holding on. The covenant has been established, yes, but the promises and the things that God has promised in the covenant, I'm still working through. Yeah. Okay. This is the, the pressure for them was as Christians in the new covenant, but they were pressured to go back to the old covenant. Say, hold fast, don't give up. Don't get don't get lazy, don't get sloppy. Mm. Hold on to this. You can do this. You can do this. You can hold on and you can see all these promises that God has given. You can see them come to fullness. Yeah. The covenant's been established, but you need to still hold on. That's you still good. need to beat That's... the birds off your mm. your promises. There's there's you know God has got promises for you. God has got promises for you. He's watching over you. He's made declarations, but you've got to beat the birds off that would come and try and steal it away. You've got to try and hold on until that covenant is fully um, um, outworked. And so this is the this is where we're coming to from here. So he said, now in order to give you um, boldness and courage to hold on to what you're doing, so this is for us today, in order to give us boldness and courage and strength in order to lay hold of all that God has for us in the covenant. So he's made a covenant. He's done vows in that covenant. There's agreement. You know, we we talk about there's vows. You know, this will happen. This mm. will happen. This will happen. There's blessings and there's um, curses. Mm. In order to get the blessings, there's stuff that we need to be able to lay hold of. Now, God's established a covenant, but we need to beat the birds off that are trying to steal the promises that are coming to us. And this is where they're at. So he says, the certainty of God's promise. When God made the promise to Abraham, <laughs> since he could swear by no one else, he swore by himself. Mm. Okay, um, this is actually not in the passage we were looking at. It's further on when Abraham, after he sacrificed Isaac, he makes his commitment. Yep. He says, I will surely bless you. I will surely multiply you. And thus having patiently waited, Abraham waited patiently, patiently, um, patience, um, oh. Okay, I don't want to jump too much, but I want to tell you, you need to understand patience for this to to work. Patience is not, um, I'm in the line at the checkout, there's four people in front of me, and I just hold my peace and I don't get agitated. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm pleasant and I'm smiling and I'm whistling and I'm singing a little tune to my, I'm not, because I'm patient. Yeah. All right? That's not patience in terms of this, what this means. Okay, that's patience. That, that's, 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 that's holding a good attitude while you're waiting. Okay? Yeah. There's another kind of patience, which is, okay, um, you're on, you're on um a freeway and it's bumper to bumper. And your GPS says the fastest route is to stay on the freeway. Okay? And as you pull up, there's an exit lane. <laughs> And you're doing the sums in your head. It's if I get, it's get up. It's getting real now. Yeah. Okay. Anyone relate to this? You're sitting there and, and oh, okay. Let, let's, let's take the GPS off. Let's say your friend is sitting next to you. <laughs> all right. Your friend is sitting next to you and says, this is the best way. Yeah. All right. Stay on the freeway. This will clear up and you'll be there qu- much quicker. Yeah. Don't get off the freeway. So
1: you, you can't see the GPS now, but no, they're
0: saying. A friend is telling you, stay on the freeway. Yes. And you pull it up and you go bumper and you look and there's an exit lane. Now, you could actually put your indicator on now and take that. Mm. And you could get off this freeway and you could go and, and, and make your own way. Yes. Patience is not going off when you... God's told you what to do mm. and you say, I'm staying true. I'm being patient. Mm. So patient is when you've got a choice. Yeah. So that's that the, the patience in the line, you don't have a choice. Yeah. The only choice you've got is you've whether you have to be, wait. Yeah, gotta, <laughs> you gotta wait. Yeah, you're gonna wait no matter what. You're gonna either wait grumpy or you're gonna wait happy. Yeah. So we think patience is choosing to wait happy. Right. No, patience has a choice. Patience is I choose to wait even though I could jump around and do something quicker mm. myself, I'm holding fast and doing it God's way. Mm. Through patience, I mean, I'm, I'm holding. I'm, I, I could leave this new covenant stuff and go back. I could get peace in my family. I could get life back to normal if I leave and go back. But through patience, I hold. Yeah. So patience, he, when Abraham chose to have Ishmael, they were impatient, do you know what I mean? He, 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 he took an exit. He took an exit. He did it his way. Yeah. All right? So patience is, but to have patience, you're going to have huge confidence in your friend. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You, you've actually got to trust your friend. Not what you can see, yeah. not what's been your experience. It's like my experience is this is slow. What I can see ahead, it's slow. And But I'm, now I'm going to have to trust my friend mm. over my experience and my eyes. Mm. But that's patience is I'm going to hold to what he says. Now, so the, you say, "Well, how can I know? How can I know? How can I know? Your friend, so if you're just friends says, well, you know this, this, and the f- reason I said it's a friend, already there's a relationship there, there's mm. a connection there. And what God's saying is, I'm actually in covenant. I have bound myself to getting the best for you. I have actually declared, I, we, we've cut covenant. Mm. Don't, you don't you don't need to doubt whether what I'm saying is right because mm. I have seen to it that everything I tell you is going to be for your benefit and yeah. is going to work. But how can you be sure? How can you be sure? Um, having thus patiently waited, he obtained the promise. For men swear by one greater than themselves. And with an oath given as confirmation is an end of every dispute. In other words, I, I, I will make an oath that, that pulls down on, on some higher authority. Yeah. Well, what does God do in this situation? You know, we, we call on the biggest person in the room. We, and, and to us, we call on the government. Which is like not just a person, but it's an organization, yeah. and that has large resources. Mm. And you know, if and, you know, let, let's talk, go back to an example. You know, I break the covenant, and so you know, oh, and, and, and I break the contract, so you come to get my car. Yeah. why well, stand at the I stand there with a baseball bat and I say, You're not getting my car. So the two police will walk back and they'll go and they'll say, We need backup here. You know, got some guy with a baseball bat, and next minute, you've got a SWAT team. Do you know what I mean? You got guys in vests. You've got a helicopter. Um, do you understand? They yeah. just, they just, they just call in more and more resources, There's whatever is needed.
1: Things that are available to enact to enforce.
0: Yeah. Sure. Should... So, so that they, they, that the contract is calling on all that. Yeah. All right. But what does God call on? Because you know God is the highest. So the thing He said is that um, in the same way God is even more to show to the heirs of the promise the unchangeableness of His purpose. In other words, He said, "I want to show you how." How reliable this is, because mm. I want to. I, I want to show you, Josh. I, God's saying, I, um, I want to. I want to demonstrate just how much you can trust me. He says, he put an oath. He interposed with an oath. interposes is a great word. Um, in order that by two unchangeable things, which is impossible to God to lie, we have made strong encouragement. We have fled for refuge in laying hope hold of the hope set before us. It, um, in other words, as I. Like, is he, called upon himself mm. because he cannot lie. He cannot he's lie, the yeah. highest force and he's the most trustworthy force. So he's actually, he says, I I make myself mm. the highest authority in this because I can't go any higher. I yeah. have chosen to make the highest. And he's done it all for why? To give us confidence. Mm. To say, don't take the exit ramp. Yeah. Don't go off early. Don't give up. Don't pull back. You know, <laughs> You're saying, oh, I'm trusting God, but all it's doing is made me look foolish in front of my friends and then telling me to my family saying, give up, don't be stupid, come mm. back, come and be a normal Christian like we were. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> come come back and be, be you know, just live a normal life. You know, your friends at work are saying, you know, why, why don't you come back and just be just be like the normal person you were before? Yeah. You know, and, and you know, is this really working for you? And you say, I am not. Why? why what's giving me confidence? How can I know what's giving me confidence? Well, I can look to God and understand his promises he's given yeah. to me and understand that he has given to them, them to me with the highest level of authority.
1: Highest now, authority, highest level. He cannot lie. Yeah. So when he says something, <laughs> he will He will be faithful to that.
0: Um, and I want to show you something here in, in Hebrews 6.14. It says, I will surely bless you and I will surely multiply. Now, Josh, in my New American Bible here, this is an uppercase. doesn't mean he's yelling. Um, do you know what that means in the New American? If he's, um, if they've written it in uppercase, you know,
1: I, I, I don't know what it means, but I did have that thought. He's you not know. yelling, is he? <laughs> okay,
0: he's not yelling. It means that they, it's a quotation they believe from the Old Testament. They mm. okay, so when they quote, when they, whenever they think that he's quoting something from the Old um, Testament, the, um, the Bible that they had, mm-hmm. they put it in uppercase in the New right. American Bible okay. so to help you. So this is a quotation that is um, come from. Um, Genesis 22, 17. Like I said, it wasn't from the, the passage we'd read, but we're going to go and look there now. Um, so this is after um, the sacrifice of Isaac. Or He, it wasn't, he actually didn't die. No. But he gave Isaac and God looked after him and gave a, a ram in the thicket. And um, so Abraham came and said, he called the name of that place God will provide, as it said to this day, in the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares Yahweh, the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, indeed I will greatly bless you and I will greatly multiply your seed as the stars of the heavens and as the sand which is on the seashore. Um, indeed, I will greatly bless you, I will greatly multiply you." Um, This is the most interesting thing. It works in the Hebrew, it works in the Greek, and I've got an equivalent in English. There's it. There's a word that if I use it, let me just. Um, um, if I Josh, if I said I will really. Um, bless you. Okay, I will. If you can read my. Read my chicken scribe. Scri- you're,
1: you're, you're really going to do it. Yeah. yeah.
0: I will really bless you. Now, this is the amazing thing the word in English, the word that's in the Greek, and the word that's in the Hebrew has this same thing. Mm. I, um, and I've been, you know, I've confirmed this through um, the New English translation notes and things like this. Mm. If you look at this um, this word really, it can have two meanings. Right? In English, it can have two um, And it depends on how I pronounce it. And and it's a i will i will really bless you mm. i i are you sure you'll bless me i will i will really bless you it, you are really it surely will I, it, bless it, me. It, it it will happen it will happen mm. you can be confident i mm. will really it's gonna be real yeah okay it's gonna it's going to be as I said, it will become real.
2: Mm.
0: I will really bless you can mean it will, happen. it will happen. But what's another meaning of I will really bless you? Because I'll really bless you. I will really bless you. Like the
1: amount of yeah. blessing. Yeah, it's big. Mm. You know, it's I will really bless you. I won't just bless you, I will really, really bless, bless
0: you. you. So, I will really bless you can mean. You can be confident, mm. but it can also mean, and I'm going to do it heaps, and it's and it's good. Yeah, this word me has the same double meaning, which is meant to be. Yeah, it's God says I'll really do it, and I'll really do it. <laughs> I will really bless you. <laughs> I'm, I'm not just going to. You can have confidence in it. You can you can know it for sure, mm. but also. I'm really going to bless you. This is, I'm not just talking about a little blessing. This is good. You're going to get a real blessing. Mm. I'm, I'm, talking, I'm not talking about not a, not
1: a token blessing. Oh, not a
0: token. I, I'm, you know, if, 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 I said, if I said to you, Josh, I'm going to come around and give you a gift and it'll bless you, oh, that'd be nice. But I said, no no, 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 Josh, you're going to be really blessed. It'll, this will change your life. You know? Yeah, if I, if I said it, you're going to really be blessed. It's like, oh, you, you would set your expectation. Like, what what, what, what What's is going to happen? What is going to happen here? God says, hey, I'm really going to bless you. Yeah, I'm really going to bless you, and he says, "I swear to that."
1: Mm.
0: I I don't know. I don't just think about it. God says, Josh, I'm going to really bless you through the covenant with Abraham, which I showed. I'm going to make this covenant now through Jesus, mm. but I'm showing you through Abraham. I'm making vows and promises through Abraham, mm. and those promises are designed to come to you because why? Remember how jo- Abraham entered into it? He said. Abraham believed God and was counted to him as righteousness. righteousness yeah. He said, "You can have the same faith that Abraham had, mm. and you can come into the same mm. promises that Abraham mm. had." Um, Galatians talks about this: the same blessings, the same provision comes to you. Let's, and this is Bible school, so we'll take a moment to do this um, because we don't have to. Um, we don't have to just believe me. <laughs> we, let's go to Galatians um, chapter two. I think it is. Um, we can take time to stop and look at the scriptures rather than say, oh, how how, how are you saying that? Um, And exactly as I said, Galatians chapter 3. I said chapter 2. I know. Um, All right. Galatians chapter 3, it says, even So Abraham believed God and was reckoned to him as righteous. See, it's uppercase. It's quoting that verse that we read earlier. So this is referring to that time. Be sure that those who are of faith are the sons of Abraham. Mm. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith. He said, in other words, the scriptures saw it. They saw what was going to happen. They saw that by us believing, we come into the same provision the same thing that Abraham was entered into. Mm. And that's why God said, hey, this is so important with Abraham. I'm putting Abraham to sleep because it's mm. not actually about Abraham. It's about me yeah. and Jesus doing this together. Yeah. Who was the flaming torch and who was the, the smoke, uh, the, the, the smoking oven? I believe God, the father and Jesus were the two walking that covenant. And he saw that in, in, in their glory. And he said, he be sure that it's those who have faith who or the sons of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles of faith preached, the gospel beforehand and Abraham saying, All the nations will be blessed in you. That, mm. You know, when he said, Surely you'll be blessed, that's the good news that God is saying to Abraham that we now understand is part of us. Yeah. So those who are of faith are blessed with Abraham. Those who are of faith are blessed with Abraham. The believer. So just like Abraham, same the same faith got the same blessing. So when God said, Abraham, you're really blessed, yeah. that's the same blessing yeah. that God says to Josh. Josh, you are really yeah. blessed. How can you be sure? Oh, can I? I'm not Abraham. How can I be sure? He says, God, I'll tell you how I you can be sure. I said it, and I couldn't put any higher authority about yeah. it. Josh, you're really blessed. I, uh, are you sure? Really <laughs> Confidence. Mm. Well, how much blessed? Really Really. Blessed. And the righteous so is both for, meanings for as many are um, are of the works of the law under a curse. For it is written, curse to everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law to perform them." Now that know that now that no one is justified the law before God is evident. But for the righteous man shall live by faith. Talking about um, Galatians three twelve. However, the law is not of faith. On the contrary, he who practices them shall live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, curse everyone who hangs on a tree. We'll explore that another time. In order that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. So we might receive the promise of the Spirit. ha oh, Oh, is that blessing ours? It is yes. according to this. It is according to this. That blessing spoken on in the book of Hebrews, which was quoting Genesis, um, where it says, God says, surely I will bless you. I will really bless you. Mm. I, I will indeed bless mm. you. Um, and he cannot lie. Yeah. Uh, that word indeed is used um, by some English translations. And that almost works as well. Indeed means in reality, yeah. but indeed, I mean, yeah. I, indeed, I'll indeed, I bless mean, you. I mean, oh, I'm going to get big. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it works a little bit like really, indeed, mm. indeed, really, really. It, it's, you'll see that in the translations. They're trying to work it out. It says it's really going to happen, and it's really you, going to. You're going to be really you can be blessed. Assured. You're going to be assured, and it's a really big blessing. Mm. It's really, it's large. It's it's special, and we know this because in Paul's talking to the Galatians, he said this is what happened when we come to this so we um. we go back now to Hebrews chapter 6 near the end um, so for men swearing by one greater than themselves with them an oath given as confirmation is an end same way God desiring even more to show to the heirs of the promise the unchangeable of his oath his purpose interposed with an oath. He spoke to himself. Mm. All right? Um, why did he do this? To give us confidence and to give us boldness. And he said, this hope we have now is an anchor of the soul. And a hope both sure and steadfast, one which enters within the veil. Um, it's an anchor. What what we've said today, this whole concept of covenant, what the col- col- concept of covenant is designed mm. So you can be real. You can you can have an anchor. Yeah. You can have confidence. How can you know that these things that God has promised you are true? Because He entered into a covenant. He mm. couldn't. He, and, and he, and he, he and cut he, the covenant. He cut the covenant. And in, and he didn't use lamb mm. and bulls. He used the, the blood of his own son. Yeah. All right. Because the lamb is just a picture. It's a it's a shadow. Mm. Book of Hebrews says it's a shadow of what to come. But he has used the real thing. Mm. He's used the highest sacrifice. He's entered into it. We. Um, I'm, I'm I'm probably going to finish here, so I won't go into the scriptures. They're talking about how Jesus. Um, oh, one, more one more scripture. I, I think
1: one was fine. Yeah, or two we? more if you do, if you change your mind. Again.
0: Yeah, um, I just want to show you um, how you can be confident in this from the scriptures because I'm just sort of telling you things. Mm. Um, all right, Hebrews seven verse twenty-two. So we just go into the next chapter. We'll skip the part about Melchizedek. That's also very significant. Um, we're going down to verse twenty-two. So much more. Also, Jesus has become the guarantee of a better covenant. Um, This is one of the problems. If if we had tried to do this covenant with God ourselves, yeah, it falls apart. We couldn't guarantee it. We couldn't guarantee. We couldn't guarantee our part. We couldn't guarantee our bit. We couldn't do it, we can make vows um in, in we're like in the book of um hosea chapter f- six Hosea chapter six, where they say, "Oh God, we will do this, and mm. we will do that and it looks amazing mm. and God says, yeah but your 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 um loyal love is like the the mist of the morning it, it's it's you know when you, how many have ever come out to the um a foggy day mm. and the mist looks so real you mm. can hardly you can't see through it you can't yeah. drive properly it's so real and then the sun comes out what happens to the mist it disappears just disappears it's gone it's just gone and um so god says that's what your loyal loves like he says you you say gonna do this and we're gonna do that oh, a lip service and he said and you, and you make all these vows, but when a bit of pressure a bit of sunlight comes yes. a bit of time comes
2: Shoo, it's, it's all
0: gone. gone it's all gone um and that's the problem if if he makes covenant with someone he, he makes covenant the god's fine mm. and you make the vows you say god i will do this and i will do this and yeah. i'll never do that and, and 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 god's that's amazing and then the and the sun comes out and josh's josh's commitment Falls away.
1: Oh, we don't have to say my commitment now.
0: Yeah, let, let's not make it too personal. Let's
1: let someone else.
0: Yeah, so your commitment out there. Brooke. Brooke, who's watching, and Christine, I appreciate the guys um, joining us here. and Yeah. And, and encourage. Keep going, says Brooke. Yes. I'll take that. And, um, and I love what Christine says. I really bless you. I like the uppercase letter there. That's, that's how it, it comes across. Um, keep going. Um, yeah, you're, you're – because um, God's got a problem. Okay, two things: is our behavior has caught, brought the curse on us, mm. so he has to deal with that in Jesus. Yeah. But then, if he makes a covenant, says we'll walk together, and then you you behave, you, you bring the curse on yourself. Yeah. And he's got he's got the 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 covenant must bring the judgment. Yeah. So he says, well, I'll put all the judgment on Jesus, mm. satisfy that, and then he will become the guarantee of the covenant. Yeah. So now the covenant cannot be broken. By my fallings and failings, yeah. yes. God, the, the covenant is designed, and we'll talk about this to help me live mm. and to give me freedom and to enable me to walk right. But the guarantee of it is not me. Yeah. The guarantee of it is Jesus. Jesus is the guarantee of this better covenant, better than the old covenant. Because mm. the old covenant, the old covenant did not have a guarantee, mm. and that's why the problem was. See, they, you do this, and then they don't do it, and what happens? They were not blessed. <laughs> They're not blessed. They, they, the curse comes on them. Comes on them, yeah. Um, in fact, um, this doesn't cover us going to a new scripture because we're going back to the last scripture. I I, 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 I get my um, scriptures in packages, so that's <laughs> all right. Um, remember in, in Galatians, we are just back at Galatians, and... Um, Um, we just said, in order that in Christ Jesus the blessing might come to us. Um, but going back a little bit earlier, it says, whoever the law is not of faith and the contrary, he who practices them shall live by them. Um, the Old Testament covenant was one of the law. Mm. You had to follow the law in mm. order to for the covenant to be established. Mm. And if you misdid <laughs> anything in the law, the curse would come on you. And it says a little bit earlier, verse 10, Cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law to perform them. Now, he's not shouting this. He's quoting from the Old, Kest- yeah. the Old Testament. And it says all the things, that everything, everything mm. written in the law, if, if you do not abide by everything, mm. you are under a curse. Mm. Um, so the Old Testament, people say, oh, let's go back to the Old Testament covenant. Oh, I don't do not. I don't know. I want to go back to the Old Testament covenant. I don't think
1: that's a good idea. Because
0: I am, t- I, I am saying, curse me if I can't follow it. Yeah, that's what the Old Covenant says. Yeah, Deuteronomy. This is this is a quotation. Galatians three ten is a quotation from Deuteronomy uh, twenty seven. I believe it is. I, I think it's the last verse of Deuteronomy twenty seven. We sort of know Deuteronomy twenty eight. It's a famous chapter. Um, because it's all the blessings. If you diligently obey the Lord, all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed in the offspring of your body. Ble- produce the ground. Blessed shall you basket. Oh, I love the blessings. But the last verse of t- chapter 27, verse 26, is cursed is he who does not confirm the words of his law by doing them. Oh, mm. uh, yeah, I love the blessings of the law. Yeah. But if I don't do everything, Paul says, if I don't do everything, I'm cursed. mm But thank God Jesus was cursed. Mm. He became our curse. He embraced that curse and freed us from it. And so we can come into a brand new covenant he's established with the Father. It's a brand new, it's not not even a a fixed up version of the old covenant. This is a brand new with all new rules and all new promises. And you're going to be really blessed. Mm. And and the blessings he was speaking to Abraham was outside of the covenant. He was speaking to this time already, these blessings. Mm. And he said, and I guarantee, I will now become the guarantee of this covenant pressure off Mm -hmm. so he has told us we have full confidence in him Mm. full confidence in him he's really going to do it Mm. and he's really going to bless us and he's the guarantee of that Mm. now we've got to just make sure that yeah we don't we don't got to cut the birds off those promises yeah there's things we need to do but we are not doing it in the sense of trying to keep the covenant alive it's
1: not us upholding
0: No, we just got to live. We've got to live to make to in a way that that flows with God Mm. and flows with His purposes and plans and um, with Him. So, um, that's my that's 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 my heart today. Covenant is designed to give you confidence. What is the purpose of a covenant? So you can know, so you can understand. It it also establishes, gives God the legal rights to do things. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, know, Prince Charles could. Prince Charles, sorry. King Charles, King Charles could never go into that country unless those things had been put in place. They'd be stopped at the borders, yeah. And they, they, you know, unless you got your visas in place, so you just can't do them. Mm. Those covenants enable things. You know, they 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 give legal rights to things. So God has established the legal right to do this, and He's done it through the covenant. So there's mm. there's reasons there, but part and one of the key reasons of the covenant is like when Abraham said, "How can I know?" Mm. He cut covenant with him, so mm. he says, so you can be confident. He cut covenant. How can he be no? So he cut covenant. How can I know that God's covenant is real? Well, because He said He will really bless us through this. Mm. And um, so I want you. uh, Your your challenge is to to go away from this and meditate about what it means to be really blessed in the covenant. What God has really done. The guarantee of it, and that the fact that it's real. um, Every promise He's given, He's backing up with His word and with his, His. it says, God is not a man that he should lie. We can trust him. I can rely upon him. My job is not to get impatient and take an, an, an easy path off. Yeah. So I can sort this without you, God. I can do this without you. I can, I can, oh, I can go and make another alliance that's not better. Um, oh, I promised one more. No, Jeremiah. One more. One more. Jeremiah chapter 2. I was just looking at this today. Um, Okay, Jeremiah 2.13. Israel as a people were in covenant with God. Mm -hmm. God talked about himself. He says, God, he says, they have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. God talked about it. He says, I am the fountain of living Mm. waters. What an amazing promise. He said, but you... You've gone to broken cisterns, broken water pots mm. that can hold no water. You've gone to, and it goes on. Um, you can look at this in verse eighteen yourself. Um, look down here. Um, but you would, what? What are you doing on the road to Egypt to drink the waters of the Nile? Or what were you doing on the road to Assyria to drink the waters of the Euphrates? He's saying, why were you making covenant agreements? With these people? Mm. Why were you making, um, why were you aligning yourself with this, the Egyptians? Mm. Did you wanna go down and get their water? Did you wanna go to Assyrians, get their protection, get Mm. their water? He said, when there's a living water here. And he said, you know what? The water that they provide, it's a broken pot. Mm -hmm. It's a water over here. He said, if you will stay on the path and do what God has told you to do, if you will stay faithful to what God has told you, um, he's living water, the living water come. But if you take that side road, it looks good. But it's a broken pot. Mm. You will go to your own strength, and it will not provide what God wants. It will not enable you to do it. You know. Um, so let's look at this in New Living, because it, it puts it in. Um, it gives it. Why have you gained? What have you gained by your alliances with Egypt and your covenants with Assyria? What good to you are the streams of the Nile or the waters of the Euphrates River? You've made covenants with them. And the Lord says, "But I'm the living water. Mm. I'm the living water. I'm the living water. If you just stay true to me, so this is true to our covenant. God is the living water. He's got. But you know what? We can go to Egypt. We can go to Assyria. We can try our own strength. We can try. You know, I can get rich, and that'll that'll give me what I need. I can make. Uh, you know, I can compromise, and so my friends will be happy with me. I will use that happiness." Mm. I will I will make them happy with me, and that will provide me one, one, my blessing. I will work harder, and you know, and I'll miss you know. I'll, I'll get my life so busy that I'm not spending time with God and yeah. meditating and, and and following His way. Yeah. I'll compromise that. I will compromise here. I won't be connected with this group because ah, oh, they're a little bit you know Jesus happy. You know my you know. And, my friends and family are saying, Oh, you know, come down to the pub with me. You don't need mm. to be at church all the time. Mm. And it's like, Oh, yeah, I don't like them. You know, they're, they're saying I'm a bit goofy. I'm a bit weird. Uh, so if you leave the living water and you head down and make alliances, what you're doing is you're making them your source. You'll find that they're broken pots. They will not and, supply. And you'll come to the end of yourself. You will. You'll suddenly realize, I've taken, you know, Josh gets off the, um, the freeway. Mm. He thinks he'll. He gets two, three streets up, and he's in a dead end. A dead end. Ah, and you've got to work, try and work your way back, and try and get on that freeway. And it's a big mess. And um, so that's what you. That's out. out, out, Stay, stay, stay. Hmm. This is why the book of Hebrews is all about. But through faith and patience, and what gave them the confidence to have the patience. Was the covenant? Covenant that was covenant. by meditating on the covenant and understanding the, the confidence we have in the covenant. It gave them boldness to stay on the path that God had for them. So that's what covenant does. It gives us confidence, mm. enables us to stay. All right. I think I have done all the scriptures. Done. Sold to the um, first lesson. And um, we will explore some of these things, some of the things that Joshua brought up and, and how covenants work and how God sees them. We will um, explore them. And we will look at all the promises and provision that God pours in. What are some of these blessings? Mm, I, think,
1: I think people would like to, I would like to know that. Yeah, what, what, what is involved in this covenant? What are the
0: responsibilities of the covenant? What does this
1: mean for me? Yeah, <laughs> what, how, do, how what, do I
0: enter into this? What how, do
1: I have access to? <laughs> yeah,
0: what, 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 is, what is my privilege? What is my right? Mm. Um, how do I access it? Um, how do we do all this? Um, it's all built in by our understanding of covenant. So we will see you next Friday here. Um, thank you for those that have joined us and, and come live here and been a part of it. If you would like to do that, you can come here nine o'clock on um, Friday mornings here at Breakthrough Church, mm-hmm. and um, you can sit in here. You don't have to be under the camera. You will be here, but not a part of what and, we're seeing. And
1: we're looking at the camera, which is great, but and it'll also be good to look and 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 talk to faces. You know, yeah. you, don't, you don't have to say anything, but We'll talk to you,
0: um, and also if you come, we I welcome questions and things like that too, so that you can you can actually um, engage and yeah. and do that. Thank you for all those that have joined us online. We we love the fact that you were able to use this as a medium mm, to get this teaching and this definitely. training. I encourage you to to meditate and think about this and and um, share it with your friends. You can share the link um, from this Facebook, or you can we will upload it now to um, YouTube. You can go through breakthrough, um, dot org slash Academy um, you can look at um, our website there um, the de- details there on the bottom of the screen um, can I is that am I pointing the right spot it's always there yeah, right there Breakthrough.org.au. org Academy you can um, go there and get all the past messages you can send the links on to your friends as well mm. so that you can get the benefit of what we're doing um, thank you yeah. thanks guys even Josh wow that was high commendation even got your name in there though um, I'll take it yeah, thank you, Caleb. Um, we bless you guys. Um, Josh, Josh is going to go. He's going to go into another room now to to press the button because we we uh, we have moved into, like I said, the um, auditorium here. So he's just going to run into Studio B. Um, God bless you all. And um, if you get snacks, yes, if you bring snacks, you get them. Um, bless you guys.